Hello, everybody. Rob Fredette here with HodgePod with Rob Fredette. It's now episode 11, and we're going to be talking Van Halen again. But I'm Rob Fredette here in Memphis, Tennessee. And I am Sean Donovan in the sprawling metropolis of Litchfield, New Hampshire. <laughs> the sprawling metropolis of Litchfield, New Hampshire. Technology is awesome. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, Sean, you are back and again now. This is, I think, our fifth episode on Van Halen. I can't believe it. Time is flying. We're having so much fun. And what albums are we doing today? Why don't you let me tell people what albums we're doing today, Rob? Yes, sir, because I, I, I always mess up the first one that you're going to say, so I'm going to let you do it. Van Halen's 1988 release, OU812, and then we'll be talking about 1991's For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, better known as, we won't say it. <laughs> no, we will not say it. You can figure it out. Uh, that's yes. it, that's it. For some reason, I have a real problem saying OU812. Uh, I've been talking that's, to that's Sean okay. off the phone saying OU182. Duh, Rob. Duh. <laughs> All right, man. Let's roll. I am super excited to talk about VH again. All right. Well, you gave me a homework assignment on the last episode. So I did some homework on what prices cost in 1988. And uh, pretty much it is unbelievable what they cost now. And you can figure out what they cost uh, back then in 1988 and what they cost now. So a wedding in 1988 would average about $10,000. Uh, wow. A pound of bacon, a dollar ninety cents. A movie ticket. Now, a movie ticket in nineteen eighty eight was four dollars and eleven cents. Gas smoke. was ninety six cents a gallon. That would be sweet if we could get ninety six cents a gallon now in twenty twenty two. And a uh, gallon yeah. of milk was two dollars and nineteen cents. So that is insane. Absolutely. That's so, fifty one fifty right there. That's insane. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But uh, we will talk about OU812 now. And this was the seventh studio album from Van Halen, one after 5150. And this one came out in 1988. And one thing, Sean, I remember we were talking in the early episodes. I mean, I was 13 when uh, the first album came out. And I was thinking that was my, I just graduated college in 1988. So it's amazing how time flies. And when you look back, it's just like you wish you could get that time back. Oh, absolutely. That's the one thing you can't buy is time, right? That's right. That's yeah, right. Can't buy it back. Yeah. I'm, 1988, that was, uh, yeah, OU812. Uh, very much look forward to the release, release of that one. And, uh, a buddy of mine and I were talking about this the other day. It's it, it's funny. I mean, sometimes Van Halen would release something because they had artistic control because they were well, Van Halen. They could kind of pick what they wanted to release first. And they released, I don't know if you remember, Black and Blue. Yes. was the first single song they released off of OU812. And uh, um, that typically probably wouldn't have been released if, you know, a record producer or whatever was going to was gonna do that. But, uh, yeah, I just... Uh, cool little song and uh my buddy and i would always like mimic the cowbell you know near the end of the song you know uh, <laughs> big al just wailing away on the cowbell so yeah black and blue was a was a fun song but uh definitely uh that was one of my favorite concerts too um i was able to get a whole 
crew of us, man, there had to be a good 10 or 12 of us that went to that show. And uh, back in 1988, I remember I was tasked with buying all the concert tickets and people would just give me money, you know, pay me back later nice. or whatever. But Very man, nice. I must have, between 87 and 88, man, I must have averaged, jeez, a concert every other month, it seemed, for like almost two years. So it was a... Uh, it was a lot of fun, but uh, we went to the whole tour. That uh, that show was, was fantastic. Yeah, the album was incredible. So uh, you said that uh, the song that came out back in blue was the first release from the song. So again, uh, a lot of songs on this album that were over four, five minutes, and we even have one song that was over seven minutes, Cabo, Cabo Wabo, which was over, Cabo Wabo. Wabo, which was over seven minutes. And uh, yeah. my one of my favorite songs on the album is "Sucker in the Three Piece." I like that song. I like the background really? vocals. Yeah, I, I love that oh, song. No I, I really like that. That's probably one of my favorite songs from the album. Uh, yeah, kind of a fast paced song, and um, you know Eddie with the guitar, and uh, "Feels So Good" is another great song. Uh, four minutes twenty seven seconds. I love the background vocals. Uh, kind of a different feel again from Van Halen and even what they did in 5150. So they were definitely branching out into a different uh, sound, but yet sounded still like rock yes, and roll. Sir. Yeah, no, that was cool. They, yeah, a whole slew of different sounding songs. I mean, you had Mine All Mine, which uh, opened the album up, the first song. I, you know, I, I can't believe I would say first song, first side, you know, like if it was an album, you flip it over, but. We don't we don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, we don't. But, we uh, don't. Yep. So mine, all mine, and you know, like when it's love. When it's love is probably my favorite off of uh, OUA one too. But uh, um, yeah, feels so good. Uh, what a different sounding, you know, with the with the key, keyboards and uh, finish what you started too. I mean, that that was really a cool kind of fun song. Um, uh, in Cabo Wabo, like you said, very very long song. Uh, I've never been to Cabo San Lucas. What is it, Mexico? <laughs> I've never been there. I wouldn't mind trying. Maybe hook up and see if Sammy's there sometime. But um, uh, yeah, a variety of different sounding songs. You know, it wasn't like uh, you know, the, like Van Halen, like the first album where they were all all great tunes, but they all had the same kind of fast, high, energetic, you know, rhythm and bass to it. But uh, OU812 had some definitely different sounding music to it yeah and when it's love was really a great song too i love the way the song builds up at the beginning and it just keeps getting more yeah. and more and then sammy sammy's i think that's one of the best songs sammy had with his vocals that that, that song really right. is so strong off that album um, absolutely yes yes it is and uh but for some reason i always like sucker in a three-piece it's kind of like hear about it later from fair warning you know those songs you just never hear on the radio right. i just like uh just putting it on and just listen to it every once in a while just to hear the uh the sound and the guitar work so ou812 so the album cover when if you look at it it was paying homage to the beatles um beatles had a album cover back in the day it was their 1964 lp with the beatles and I just right. love the way the silhouette with the faces. And I have a picture of the Beatles uh, here on my wall here. The same, like, silhouette. It's just, I think that's Van Halen's best uh, album cover out of all the albums they have. Oh, no kidding. Yes, sir. Even more oh, than 1984. Never... Wow. Very good. I, I did not know that. You and your research, that's why we call him Dr. Rob, ladies and gentlemen. 
Yes, uh, I, I think I've been getting a PhD at the end of this, uh, at the end of these uh, episodes here. But yeah, that, that paid homage to the Beatles. And uh, it was released, it was their eighth studio album. And to celebrate the iconic record's 29th anniversary, here are 11 things you may or may not know. So I'll give you a few of those. The group okay. started work on the album in September of 87 and finished in April of 88. So you remember early on with Van Halen, they would just come off a tour and then just start recording and bang it out and then go out on tour again. So this they had, my math is correct, seven to eight months to get this album to come out. And uh, Eddie Van Halen also said that the guitar solo in When It's Love is a nod to Eric Clapton, who he uh, looked up to when he was uh you know, before Van Halen made it big. So I think that's pretty cool. They pay uh, respects oh, no to the people back then. Um, yeah, no, that's a, uh, that's a pretty, that's kind of like a nice kind of bluesy, I think little solo. Uh, and when it's love, yeah, that's a good solo. And then uh, back in blue, like you said, was the first one released and it was hit number one on the billboard rock tracks chart. So uh, some critics back in the day were like 50, 50 on Van Halen's OU812, but I'll get into that a little bit later. They said the album would sound good, but they would kind of uh, give a little bit of a critique why they didn't like it or, you know, they were trying to sell out or something like that. And then uh, one of the other songs I really like off the album is, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Source of source of Infection, I Can't Even Speak. Um, so basically is a, uh, that's because you've been infected. Yes, I have. I know. I, I just, I don't know what it is with my speaking right now, but uh, yeah, that that's was another because, good song too. So. That's because you, that's because you ate one too. That's, that's right. You, yes. You can't see because, oh, you ate one too. So that's what, that's what, that must've been what happened. That's correct. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, you are fine. You are fine. So, um, basically, uh, we're looking now at, uh, the tours that Van Halen did. We're going to go to those now. So in 1984 tour, they did 112 concerts. And then 5150, they did 116 concerts. So, they, man, that's a lot of concerts, boy. They're rolling. They are rolling at that time. And then here's another stat, too. From 1978 to 1988, Van Halen played in 901 concerts. I got that from Concert Archives. And the boys from VH play, performs 579 concerts. Up to uh, let's see here, uh, nineteen. They did twenty concerts in nineteen eighty three. So from nineteen seventy eight to eighty two, they played five hundred seventy nine concerts. Man, they were rolling. That is wow. some serious, serious concerts. That's a that's a lot of energy. That is a lot of energy, and they were still packing the punch, boy. In the fifty one fifty in OU eight one two. So the yeah. tour they, they did for OU812 was uh, like a stadium tour coming. Uh, it started out, it was called the Monsters of Rock Tour through 23 right. cities. So here's, here are the groups that uh, were uh, on that tour with Van Halen. Kingdom Come, Dawkin, remember Dawkin back in the day? Oh, yeah. The Scorpions, and Metallica. Yeah. Metallica was uh, before the Black Album in 1991. They were still very, very popular. And uh, the 1991 album of Metallica really, really kicked by. That was their most popular album. But they were touring with those guys, and they were warming up for Van Halen. So pretty interesting. Absolutely, yeah. I would have, uh, I would have loved to have seen that that whole thing. Wasn't able to see that, but um, 
uh, anytime. Um, they do not disappoint live, for sure, Van Halen. And uh, I remember with um, uh, that OU812 album, <clears throat> uh, I remember catching them. If we could talk about this, too, I think we talked about, the, we were, said we were going to talk about this, was the, uh, the rock line uh, that they did uh, on the radio. And up, up here, we used to catch it on uh, Rock 101, WGIR. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, uh, you know, they would have uh, uh, the first week, I think they did uh, Michael Anthony and Alex Van Halen. Yeah. Um, and then second week, uh, it was Eddie and Sammy. So listening to, you know, uh, Alex and Mike talk, you know, they called them like a, a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame rhythm section. So listening to them was, was really pretty cool. And then uh, when Sammy, <clears throat> when Sammy and Eddie were on, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. When Sammy and Eddie were on the following week, I ended up being, at, I was at my parents' house and I ended up trying to call in the whole time while Rockline was on, on a, and I was down in my parents' basement where the laundry room was, and there was a phone down there. And for all you, for all you young people who have, you know, everyone has cell phones now. No one has landlines anymore. We didn't have cell phones, and I was on a rotary phone having to dial that 800 number over and over again. And it is excruciatingly painful to have to keep trying because every time I tried, I got a busy signal. And I would not, I just kept dialing and dialing and dialing. I think I got a blister on my index finger. But wow. uh, it, it was pretty cool listening to those guys. And just, uh, I didn't even know what the heck I was going to ask if I got through. I probably would have been screwed. <laughs> you know, I would have been like, oh, we have Sean here from, you know, Massachusetts calling. And I've been like, uh, well, uh yeah, you know. Yeah. That that was a great show. Bob Coburn was the host of that show, and anytime he had rock, it, it's just it was really he was really awesome uh, as the host of that show. And the, and the rock stars, uh, all of them that got on there would be uh, totally into the show. Uh, Van Halen, I will say a little bit biased that uh, I think they were the best ones because they always were laughing or they had a, a entourage in the studio in their younger days, and I right. thought that was pretty neat. So um, yeah, I got some cuts for the for unlawful carnal knowledge a little bit later in the episode here i got some pretty cool ones uh one about the runaround video but that's a little bit in a few minutes so so uh we've been talking about set lists for van halen during this time so sean they played at foxborough stadium june 12th 1988 you've been to foxborough stadium or it was sullivan stadium yes. back in the day it had many names yep Right, and they played here in Memphis at the Liberty Bowl, July ninth, nineteen eighty eight. And I happened to look at the set list, and they're pretty similar. So I'm going to go over the one that was at Foxborough Stadium. So they start Thank out with you. AFU, Naturally Wired, Summer Nights, fifty one fifty. There's only one way to rock, Sammy, Panama, yeah. a bass Ooh. solo, Running with the Devil, Why Can't This Be Love, Mine All Mine. Drum solo, yeah. you really got me. The Kinks, my favorite song off the album, "Sucker in a Three Piece." When it's love, I can't drive fifty-five. Another Sammy song, best of both yeah. worlds. Guitar solo, back in blue. Eight talking about love and rock and roll. Led Zeppelin was the encore song. Oh, there you go. So three songs from the first six albums. So they were definitely. Uh, Staying away from those early albums and playing what they were playing with Sammy. They had uh, four yeah. covers and three solos. 
and they right. played uh, three from fifty one fifty and five from OU eight one two. So they definitely uh, got away from those earlier albums there, and uh, they played the ones that were like the big hits. Right. Yeah. No. They. Yeah. They definitely did that pretty much each year. It seems with with uh, with Sammy. So, uh, and you know, I mean, it's got to be expected. You know. Yeah. You can't. Uh, you can't go back and play all your old stuff or a lot of your old stuff. Man. And, um, but, uh, and plus, you know, Sammy had a, he had such a, a good solo career too. So you had to put a couple of his songs in too, you know? Yeah. And, uh, feel so good and finish, finish what you started did not get played at Foxborough or the Memphis concert. So I find that interesting. Right. That's one of the top few songs from those albums. So, mm. so basically we had a review from, uh, 1988 album OUN812 from Van Halen. So here it is. In a music magazine interview published a few years after the release of the album, Eddie Van Halen expressed his opinion that the record was not mixed as well as it would have liked. Sonically, it was the S word. Some criticism of the album noted the bass guitar parts are of low level in the mix compared to the vocals and other instruments. There has been speculation that the thin presence of bass guitar in the mix may be related to the Van Halen brothers' rumored growing animosity toward bassist Michael Anthony. In later years, Anthony would be forced out of the band and his songwriting credits removed or altered. So find that interesting off of this review back in 1988. Huh, I did not know that. That is interesting. Something new every day. Man, yeah, oh man. No, that wouldn't, uh, that wouldn't be good be very nice but uh no uh who who knows you know who knows um yeah i I mean michael anthony is a huge 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 part of van halen obviously i mean those backing vocals are kind of loud the harmony vocals i mean he can that guy can definitely belt them out you know yeah here's a cool stat from one of the concerts in east troy Hagar, Sammy Hagar, fell during the opening song on the set, receiving a minor tailbone fracture. Despite his injury, he did finish the performance. See, that's tough. Following the Monsters of Rock tour, the band did go on a brief hiatus, and they continued on the North American leg, which was the second one, and they performed in smaller venues and with shows in Japan and Hawaii. So... Pretty interesting there. Like, it's amazing. You don't think, you know, concert goes in and out, but Sammy did fall, and he uh, received a minor tailbone fracture. That must have been a painful concert. <laughs> Man, what, what a pain in the ass, huh? What a pain Jeez. in the ass. I bet you he was you hitting know. those high notes there. Yeah, yeah, probably. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I'm looking forward. Let's see. we got to get on the um, for unlawful carnal knowledge coming up. Yeah, well, that is 1991, so it's amazing now. We're talking 13 years now. Van Halen has been in the pop culture of the United States, so For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge is the next album, and that was in 1991. So real quick, some prices in Uh 1991. Uh You remember a VCR back in the day? Yes, I do. That machine that you'd put the tape in. Yes, VHS tape or a beta tape, $399 if you wanted to buy one. Man, that's expensive. I know, isn't it? Butter was $1.94. Sugar was $0.44 a pound. Milk was $1.39 for a half gallon. Bread was $0.73 per pound. And the postage stamp went from $0.25 to $0.29. I think I do remember that one, believe it or not. Those 
those bastards. I know. And, uh, the top five television shows back in 1991-92 were 60 Minutes, Roseanne, number two, Murphy Brown, number three, Cheers, number four, and Home Improvement, number five, and a digital pager costs uh, $7.95 oh, yeah. a month. Home, home Improvement was number five? Oh, yeah, it uh, was. Isn't that incredible? Uh, 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 uh. All right, so I, we're going I love to all those shows. four unlawful carnal knowledge so this album yes, sir. Bring it. definitely is a different one uh than the other two more again of a rock sound again it released on june 17th 1991 took the boys from van halen 11 months march 1990 to april 1991 to get that taken care of 5150 studios was the place where they recorded it 52 minutes 11 songs 11 songs for 52 minutes, 6 seconds. Warner Brothers was the label. And uh, song, how about some songs off of this one, Sean? You you were definitely a, uh, you like this album too. Absolutely. I mean, Pound Cake was the first release. Um, the really cool rhythm sound. Of course, he starts off with the drill, you know. Mm-hmm. He starts off with the drill. And if you, you saw him in concert, his, his drill would be red, white, and black too, you know? <laughs> um, which is kind of cool. And uh, yeah, some good ones. I, I enjoyed Judgment Day. I love the sound of the guitar and him wailing on the whammy bar. I like the backing vocals in that too. Um, yeah, some really cool songs on there. Like Run Around is awesome. Uh, the Dream is Over, which is a really cool song. And that song's about, hey, um, you know, th- things aren't, like you're planning them to be, they're not as good as they're going to be as, as you want them to be, but don't give up and uh, dream another dream. Like, you know, the typical dream, American dream of a nice little house with the white picket fence. Right. Might not be at your fingertips, but uh, don't give up and uh, dream, dream another dream. So uh, top of the world, good tune. And then of course that huge hit they had with uh, right now. Yeah, um, that was a massive. So yeah. There was, there was massive. some, some, uh, some really cool, cool uh, tunes on that album, and that was fun. And he also had that little tiny guitar thing, three sixteen, for um, you know the birth of a uh, of Wolfgang, yes. uh, March sixteenth, I believe. And a friend of mine had showed me how to play that on the guitar, on an acoustic guitar, and I, I would practice it over and over again, and kept doing it and doing it and doing it until I got it, and I could actually play half of it, some of it, most of it. I don't remember, but. Uh, of course, for all those listening out there, no, I cannot play it as good as Eddie. But uh, it was a uh, it was it was a fun little fun little uh, twang on the guitar. Yeah, I liked uh, I like Run Around's my favorite song off of that album. That's just like a total rock song, uh, just from start to finish. Um, they're totally into it. Um, I do like the song In and Out as well. Um, that's a very good song. You, you got to listen to it. Sammy's really awesome in that one. Uh, that's one that you never heard on the radio. Still, you never hear. Right. You have to really play that if you got your little uh, streaming service or Apple Music or something or uh, Spotify. And uh, Pound Cake was really good as well. And then right now, so Top of the World, again, those are the strong songs off those albums. And this album did very well, though. In the early 90s, Van Halen was definitely... It's hard to believe, 13 years. I mean, that's incredible. I didn't have a chance yeah. to go to concerts in 1991. I think I was working like four jobs or something like that. I never had any time. I was working seven days a week, all day, 
So I wish I would have just maybe spent the time if they would have came to if they were in Foxborough, I would have gone or Boston or Worcester. Or so, but um, they were uh, that album here was uh, definitely had a great sound. Um, and we're going to listen to something from Rockline in 1991. A couple of cuts from Rockline with Bob Coburn, and this is with Michael cool. Anthony and Sammy Hagar. So the first one is going to be just a little back and forth, and then we're going to uh, come back, and then we're going to talk about, they're talking about uh, the runaround video, which I found was pretty funny. So here is the first cut, and just to show you again the appeal that they had and the fun they had. You guys got your work cut out for you, because last week was really a special show with Alex and Eddie. It was outstanding, and they made me an honorary Van Halen brother, so I hope you guys have cash and prizes with you tonight. Well, you, you can be an outcast like oh, us, okay. number one, yeah, and number okay. two, uh, we know that Alex did all the talking, and Eddie liked his way. <laughs> they did. Yeah, or no. <laughs> I don't know about you, Bob, but I got my red rocker shades on here, too. There you go. Yeah. Those look yeah. good, yeah. man. There we go. Make you a tough mm-hmm. guy. Just mm-hmm. putting those on. <laughs> New line of shades. Some Sammy. Let's officially Well, I got to compensate my income. This split don't get it, let me tell you. That's it, man. Let's officially welcome our guest tonight, Mr. Michael Anthony. Hello, hello. Mr. Sammy Hagar. Yo. Now, <laughs> What's up? No, I'm no. Just... <laughs> you guys, yeah. this is going to be one of those nights, huh? It's Bob Coburn voice. I started early today because I had to have dinner before the show, and that was a big mistake. Yeah, well, see, there you go. <laughs> Judging go by your shirt, you, had, you started out with maybe a little, a little pasta there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if we can tell exactly what Sammy had for dinner tonight. Uh, I hear you guys have been working on a new video for right now. Is that done, or how far along are you with that? <laughs> well, we're supposed to do it. It's supposed to be uh, uh, being done this week, and what happened is we had two directors, uh, like, kind of flake off on us. <laughs> oh, really? Are there any directors out there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they always sound like they're having a good time you know yeah i wish they had an entourage in the background but they they just uh they have a lot of fun and um it's funny sammy ate something and, and uh you know <laughs> they just know well, that's, to... that's a huge thing right you don't eat before the concert yeah right? i know i know no yeah, kid yeah, no kid uh, yeah that's like the last thing you want to do is have like a steak and cheese or uh buffalo chicken or chinese food or something like that before you uh before you uh, go out and perform, so so I, I watched uh, I, I watched uh, the runaround video, um, get, you know, as we got ready, and I, you know, you watch it years ago, and then you watch it again now, and you, it all comes back. So I watched it a couple of times, and that runaround video, I think, is probably one of their top videos they ever did, uh, just by the pace, the quick edits of the song, just uh, the close ups uh, of the uh, of the video itself were excellent. Um, kind of like jump it had that feel to it but i think right. uh this runaround was probably their top three videos they've ever done in my honest opinion but you know everybody has their own but uh they did the uh rock line a little bit later on in that show and they talked about with bob coburn from rock line about the filming of it and this is pretty cool as well chop 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 and then what you have left oh the band. Now, without, without getting too technical about how they did that, there's a lot of motion in that. Was the stage actually moving? Were they, how did they do that with the cameras? Yeah, and, that stage was turning at about, uh, at the end of, uh, if you stood on the end of it, whoops, it was like turning about 40 miles an hour. It would throw you off the stage. <laughs> off the stage, I'm not really. joking. Yeah. If you stood there, it would throw you off. It was scary in hell. you get dizzy. They had Al's, Al's whole drums that was chained down to it. He was like, Man. he was like leaning over to try to get it. Michael, so you look was. like you're going to be airborne a couple of times. A couple there, of times, I, I almost, a couple of times. Right I became off. almost became part of the props in the back. <laughs> it was it was really 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 nauseating. But anyways, yeah. Well, we're going to start with that tonight. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> what 
Watch the video. If you have yeah. a chance to watch the video, that yeah, no, I remember seeing it back in the day, but uh, obviously I haven't seen it since. But um, uh, yeah, was it in black and white too? It was black and white. You are correct, and it was wow. like a grainy video. I watched it a yeah. couple times last week because uh, I wanted to see. I, I had to, you know, you got to watch things from back in the day, and that was definitely a great video. But yes, it was black and white, and just watch the quick edits. They're just having fun. Um, just like they did in their previous one. So I yes, thought that yes. I like, I like playing those, uh, snippets back then. So real no, quick, that's cool. keep, keep doing those. Yeah, when keep you find doing them. Those yeah. So we're going to go over just some reviews and we're, uh, run around stacked up with the songs. So in 1991, pound cake reached number one right now, reached number two. Runaround reached number one, and Top of the World reached number one in the album Rock Tracks, and that's huge. And then on the Billboard Hot 100, Top of the World ranked number one, and uh, pretty awesome again with the with the uh, this album here in 1991, Sean. Oh yeah, so you mentioned four. Four solid singles, and then uh, I mean, the dream is over. That's that's a great song too. I don't think that was really a single, but I mean, uh, great tune, really awesome message to it, and fun to fun to sing along with it. And the thing I always thought about any Van Halen song, and they seem to do it more with 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 Sammy, uh, Michael Anthony too. Was like some of the backing vocals are just really cool, you know, and uh, just at the right right spot or. You know, it wouldn't be consistent throughout the song. They just throw it in a, in a couple different spots, but the dream is over. Uh, I mean, you can definitely hear Michael Anthony's voice on that. Um, really successful album, I think. I don't know what the numbers numbers were. Three million sales, but three million. But um, yeah, they had a lot of. Cool. I like the video for right now. Yes, that was cool. Show all you know. You know, and it would always say, right now, you know, this is happening. Right now, that's happening. Yeah. I think they showed, like, pieces of pork, like bacon or something like that. And it says, right now, a pig is being eaten for dinner or something. I figured, you know, it was just all this, you know. I remember them showing, I remember them showing a condom, a rubber. And it just says, right now, nothing is more, nothing is more expensive than regret or something like that. Oh, I'm going to have to watch that the early video. 90s. No, the early nineties, yeah. wasn't that? That was like, you know, with like AIDS and everything and um you know, so nothing is more exp- right now nothing is more expensive than regret. It showed like a condom, like, you know. I still can't one, believe that's you know? thirty, thirty one years ago. That just it's just amazing how time flies. It's insane. It like I you go back to the time now we've been talking about I can literally remember listening and buying this album. Yeah. And um so the reviews for this album were not very good, so I'm gonna really. We're gonna talk about a couple of them or a few of them. So, Rolling Stones' John Millward rated the album two out of five stars, explaining that it is so stuffed with zigzagging guitars and blustery vocals that it almost forgets to rock. Okay, what? What are these people talking about? <laughs> what? I don't know. I just, I just can't. He says Eddie Van Halen who probably has more guitars than teeth, upends such a tackle box of hooks that they only start to surface after repeated listenings. Tastefully, tasteful simplicity, which is never really simple at all, would have proved a better course to follow. Okay. 
Van Halen has chops to burn for unlawful carnal knowledge, like its lumbering opening track and first single, Pound Cake, is stale. What? You got to be kidding me. <laughs> Actually, Pound Cake, didn't they play that? Uh, I think they played that uh, MTV Music Awards. Yeah. They, op- they opened up the... Uh, I just watched that video a little while ago, too. They opened up the... Uh, the award show with that, they came, they, they opened the show, I believe. So, yeah. Now I always, I always like pound cake. It's a little, a little different, you know, but, uh, I like the rhythm to it. And, you know, I always like that, like that tune. So, all right. So um, Gina Arnold of entertainment weekly gave the album a C and said, it would be nice to believe that the acronym formed by the title of Van Halen's new chop top charting album was intended as a covert blow against censorship in America. We're going to talk about the title in just a moment. Unfortunately, it is far more likely that the punny name merely indicates Van Halen's love of the kind of bathroom talk that third graders think is funny. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. I like that one. That's that's a good one. Okay, all right. I got to give uh, Gina Arnold her, uh, I like that. That was a good one. Consumer yeah. guide Robert Christgau gave the album a dud rating. Well, Robert Christgau, you're a dud. I can't believe you would say that. You're a dud. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and then one more. We've heard from Stephen Erlewine, All Musics. He was mixed. He stated that the title indicates the true nature for unlawful carnal knowledge. Backing away from the diversity of OU1812, the band turns in some of the most basic, straightforward rock and roll of its career. Oh, yeah, sure they did. I'm sure they did their own rock. I'm sure. 52 minutes of an album. Let's see you get up there, Stephen Erlwine. Let's see you get up there and, and perform. Yeah, just just makes you want to tell people to go for unlawful carnal knowledge themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. But yeah. <laughs> this is a clean show, but yes. I know, I know. I had to really think of how I worded that. So, All right, so we're going to talk about the title. The, this is where I, I, uh, I'll have my footnotes on my podcast uh, episode. The album's title came from Sammy Hagar, who wanted to push an issue of censorship by naming... Van Halen's album with a vulgarity stating, that's when censorship was a big issue. Yes, it was. I wanted Uh to name the album, you know what? He eventually backed away from the outright vulgarity after he was told by his friend, former light heavyweight boxing champ, Ray Boom Boom Mancini, that the word was an acronym for the phrase for unlawful carnal knowledge. So take that for what it's worth. Yes. Wow, we we got Boom Boom to thank for the Boom Boom, huh? Yeah, Boom Boom Mancini. Boom, boom, Mancini. Wow. And then, cool. Isn't that neat? I like that. I yeah. like that. And then we're going to go over a playlist from one of the concerts. I picked a concert out of the blue in Pine Knob Music Theater in Michigan. So Okay. Detroit. So what do you think? You think it's the same thing, Sean? Just a few songs from the early albums? And what do you think about the later albums? I found this interesting. I would guess yes. Okay, you guessed correct, and I was kind of surprised. I knew it. I was kind of surprised that they played only two songs from 5150. So, Pound Cake, Judgment Day, Spanked, Run Around, When It's Love, There's Only One Way to Rock, Bass Solo, Drum Solo, AFU Naturally Wired, Panama, Why Can't This Be Love, Finish What You Started, 
Eagles Fly, that's a Sammy song. Guitar yeah. solo, best of both worlds. I can't drive 55. The dream is over. In and out, jump, and top of the world. 20 songs. Two songs from wow. their early albums, Jump and Panama. No they only playing those. It. They only played those uh, songs from you know the, the most popular ones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's unfortunately that's what happens when when you when you have two different singers, you know. Yes, sir. And uh, you know, Sammy, I thought you know for the critics that gave them uh, mixed reviews, I thought it was one of Sammy's better albums. The way he sang. I mean, he was just. I mean, like run around. That's a, he killed it in that one. He killed it in. Uh, pound cake, and you know, I thought he did. I thought he did great. I always liked his vocals. Always liked them. Yeah, and uh, looking at that playlist, um, they didn't play right now. Interesting. They only played six songs from that, but they played a lot of solos and they played Sammy oh, songs. So yeah. like. Uh, like seventy percent of the concert was just Van Halen songs. So um, I love the lead, the solo in right now. It's so bluesy sounding. Mm-hmm. I love the guitar solo on that. But proceed. Yes, and uh, speaking of uh, covers, uh, Van Halen did do a cover, a a political blues off a, a Little Feet song back in the early seventies. Oh, no kidding. And if you ever, like, listen to that song, like, I live in Memphis, and I could swear, uh, if you listen to that song, you think you're on Beale Street. That's, that's like, totally, like, a Memphis blues song. If you, if Oh, you, no kidding. Yes, that is, like, is totally, totally, if you thought, like, being down here in Memphis, it's an awesome song. It sounds like, again, you're on Beale Street. It's pretty incredible because um, the, I listened to the Little Feet version of it last week, and Van Halen... See, they could just branch off. It would have been nice if they could do that a little bit more because I think they paid, you know, respects to certain groups, different uh, genres. Right. And I think they did it with class. And I think, you know, with that song, if you ever get a chance to listen to it again, go ahead and do that because it's uh, it's pretty cool. For sure. Absolutely. Man, this has been so much fun doing this. Man, man oh, man. Time goes by when you're having fun, buddy. It, yeah, it's too bad they don't have, like, infinity albums. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we could keep going with it, but I wish I didn't work so much when I was back in the early nineties. I was working like seven days a week, four different jobs out of college, and I wish I would have maybe regret not going to maybe one or two more Van Halen shows. But I can always listen to them. A real funny, I heard today on a satellite radio, Classic Rewind. Why can't this be love? It was a concert back in the mid eighties, so it was pretty cool hearing that and brings you back in the day. Um, so. Absolutely. So what are we what are we going to talk about now, Sean? So we have uh, was it Balance and Van Halen three? Um, well, they did the double live right here, right now, live. Yeah, the double live album, which that was that was that was a really good concert. Uh, but we can talk about that next time a little bit. Just touch on it if you want, and then Balance, really, really great music on that album. Um, that had some really good songs on it. Didn't they and, do a cover? Uh, think, didn't they do a song for the movie Twister? Uh, oh I, yeah, Humans Being, Humans oh, Being. Yeah, that, that's a great tune, man. Oh, I remember that watching thing rocks. the movie. We could talk about that too. Yeah, we could talk about Twister too. Yeah, we could talk um, about Twister, and then yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, we'll just breeze over those albums because uh, 
Van Halen three did not really get as much uh, publicity and no, no, I feel bad for Gary Sharon too. Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, we can talk about that stuff next time. That'd be cool. We can breeze over that, and then we got the Van Halen encore. I guess we could figure in into that as well. So the Van Halen encore is going to be just uh, we'll just have some. Uh, Back and forth, things that we did not cover about the band. I have found some things about trashing hotel rooms in place like this. So I got some stuff with that, and we'll go over that and how that was handled and uh, the newspaper Actually, <laughs> what we should do when you talk about trashing hotel rooms, we should trash one ourselves just to uh, get the experience of it. Yeah, but you know what? You and I would go get in trouble. we get sued, and, um, you know... Van Halen probably got a pass because they had the money to fix it. But you and I, we probably end up in jail. All right, whatever. Be responsible. <laughs> See if I care. Oh, man. I can't believe we've done all these episodes. Man, we're getting to the end of it. But real quick, I'm going to throw a tease in. Uh, we're going to be doing a early episode in December, Die Hard the Movie. We're going to be doing a episode on that. That's my favorite all-time movie. It's one of Sean's as oh, well. And God, we're going to discuss whether it is a Christmas movie or not. Of course it, I, is. Of course it is. It is a Christmas movie, and I'll yes, give absolutely. all those reasons when we go over it. It is a Christmas movie. Uh, yes, but, I'm looking forward to that one. But I uh, I really enjoyed this, Sean. I think uh, this was probably one of the most fun ones I've done of Van Halen. We've, we've just been rocking and rolling. So the next time we'll cover Balance, Van Halen 3 a little bit. The, uh, live album and then we'll get right into the encore and you then, got it and uh, if anybody has any questions please get with hodgepot all in at yahoo.com and i will let sean go say goodbye and then i will say goodbye so sean say goodbye to america this is sean saying goodbye to america from the sprawling metropolis of litchfield new hampshire and this is rob Fredette from memphis tennessee thank you so much and we will see you next time good night